Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor G. All right, I just want to highlight just a couple of those things. Um, One is obviously the Financial Peace University, along with all the other Propel groups that are launching, and some of them already launched. And I encourage you, if you've not gotten connected or signed up today, do so, because we grow when we connect with each other in the body of Christ. We we grow in, in, in our relationship with the Lord when we have relationships, godly relationships in our lives. And so I want to encourage you to get signed up today afterwards. Financial Peace University is one of the classes and Propel groups that we are offering. I encourage you to sign up for that. Um, and then also, this Thursday night is our next class, which is our growth track. And if you are new to Propel Church, if you are looking for more information, if you've not been through this class, but you've been here for a while, we would love to have everybody go through this at some point. And just to really give you vision and where we're headed and how you can get involved, how you can serve, how you can be a part. And so I encourage you to come out this Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. It'll be held at Josh and Emily Grubb's home. And uh, this will be, it's going to be a great fun night. And uh, I encourage you to sign up afterwards so we just know how, to many, how many to prepare for uh, on this Thursday evening. So I encourage you to do so in that. If you would, pull out your Bibles and pull out your outlines at this time and silent your phones as well, so you're not a distraction to those around you. We're starting a new series today entitled All of It. And when it comes to receiving and walking in the blessing of God, or when we, when, when, when we want to receive the fullness of God's blessing in every single area of, of our life, we wouldn't say no to God. We wouldn't say, no, thank you, God, that's okay, I'm going to pass on that. Let me put it in a different context for you this morning. If someone reached out to you this week and said, you know what, I want to bless you and I want to give you a brand new Tesla car. And the, we're seeing those more and more on the road, right? And these are cars that are amazing and have awesome technology and they can drive themselves so you can sit back and relax. And we would say, yes. You know, someone called you and said, meet me at the Tesla dealership in Tempe. You'd be like, what time can I be there? Honey, pack up the car, get the kids, because we're going. God is blessing us in this way. We would say, yeah, I want to receive that. We're not going to say, no, thank you. I don't need that Tesla. I appreciate the offer. No way. And so when it comes to our relationship with God or in different areas in our life, we want all of God's blessing that he has for us. We're not going to say no. We'd say, yes, God, we want all of it. Don't hold back, God, I receive it. I don't want to miss out on what you have for me because I want all of it. I want all of your blessing. And even though our thought process is expecting a blessing from God, many times or sometimes our thoughts or intentions don't reflect that in our actions. Sometimes how we live outwardly is different than what we expect or want God to do when it comes to his blessing in our lives. And so if we're truly honest with ourselves in this area, we must understand what is our responsibility when it comes to God's blessing. What is our part in experiencing and receiving the fullness of God's blessing in every single area of our life? And really to walk in God's blessing requires us of having an accurate understanding of God's expectations from us 
in order to receive the fullness of his blessing within our lives. And in this series, we're going to look at four main areas in our lives that we desire God's blessing in. I would say these are areas that are predominantly we're going, God, and we're seeking him, and we're seeking his blessing in these areas. But these principles that we're going to look at also apply to all the other areas in our life. And so I want you just to open your hearts, open your minds, open your, your ears to what the Lord would have to say to you throughout this series, because we want all of it. I don't know about you, but I want all of God's blessing on my life in every single area. I don't want to miss out on something that God has intended for me, but because I wasn't responsible to do my part that I miss out on what he has. And so in 2 Timothy, Paul wrote Timothy this letter just before his death. Just before Paul died, he wrote this letter to Timothy. And he says in verse uh, 7 and 8 of chapter 4, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I want you to see this morning that to receive all of God's blessing, we must follow through on the principle of finishing. In order to receive God's blessing and all that he wants to do in your life, you have to finish or follow through on the principle of finishing. Finishing what we've started. Finishing what God wants to see completed in our lives. Finishing our part. Setting us up for what God wants to do in our lives. And so in regards to his relationship with Christ and journey, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. That should be our goal. Amen. That we fight the good fight. That we are intending, our purposes and goal is to finish the race that we're in with Christ, our journey with Christ, and to keep the faith all the way through the fight and race that we're in. Amen. And it's not easy at times. That's why it's a fight. But just like Paul, our life is not always easy. We have those trials, we have those hiccups in the road, those bumps, those seasons that may be difficult for us, that we have to fight through. But Paul really brings up this principle of finishing here. He said, because I finished what God has asked me to do, he said, now I will receive the crown of righteousness, or now I will receive eternal life waiting for me. Paul says, because I've done my part, now I'm set up to receive the fullness of eternal life and what God has for me. And he said, it's, it's not only for me, but it's for everyone who is longing and pursuing Christ. That's all of us. That, that reward still awaits. The fullness of eternal life. But yet there's the fullness of God's blessing here on earth. The abundant life that Christ talked about. That he wants to pour into us. And so the principle of receiving all of God's blessing in, in our lives is dependent on whether we finish or not. We have that control. Because it's up to our choice whether we're going to finish strong and all that God wants to do in every single area of our life. And I'm not talking about just for the eternal life reward. I'm talking about all of God's blessings here in life. So many times we miss out, I think, on blessings that God wants to do along the way because we are short-sighted or we are too quick to give up and let go of the things that God wants to do in our lives. 
And I'm not saying that we earn our salvation because we can't earn it. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about, it only comes, our salvation only comes through faith in Christ, as Scripture says. But what I'm saying is this, it's up to us whether we walk in the fullness of God's blessing or not. It's our choice. It's not God's. But sometimes we live like, okay, God, I'm just waiting on you for the fullness of your blessing. And God's going, wait a minute, I'm waiting on you. You've got to finish or follow through on your part before I pour in the fullness of my blessing into your life. And really, after being on the cross for a period of time, Jesus knew that it was his time to die. He had come for a purpose and a plan. And even on the cross in this moment, he knew that it was, his, it was his time to die. And here's the account in John chapter 19, verses 28 through 30. He said, Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, and so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And we see out of this passage of scripture that we reap the blessing of a relationship with God because Jesus finished the work of salvation for us. Even Jesus had to finish what God the Father had sent him to do. He wasn't even exempt from this. He had to follow through on what he was called to do, why he was sent to do, what what he was in agreement with as part of the Trinity, that Jesus was going to go to earth, he was going to be born as a baby, he was going to live a perfect life and then give his life for the entire world. And so Jesus had to finish on the cross for us the work of salvation. And we've been rescued from our sin, we've been forgiven all all that we've done, and we have the gift of eternal life because of what Christ did for us on the cross. But I want you to see that even Jesus received a blessing personally because he had finished what the Father had sent him to do. We know from Philippians 2 that Jesus humbled himself. And he took on the form of a servant in order to come to earth and die for the world's sin. He emptied himself of his deity and his rights that were due to him in order to come as a man, in order that we could be saved from all of our sin. And so we receive the blessing of a relationship with God because of what Christ did, because of what Jesus finished on the cross for us. But Jesus also received a blessing from the Father for his sacrifice. In fact, this is what it says in verses 9 through 11 of Philippians 2. It says, Therefore God exalted Christ to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, God gave Jesus the name that's above every name. That was his blessing because of what he finished. Because of his obedience to the Father. And what the Father had sent him to do. And so at his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Jesus received that blessing to have the name that is greater than any other name. He's as close as the mention of his name. That's why we close our prayers in the name of Jesus because there's all power, all authority in the name of Jesus. That's the blessing that he received. Because he finished what the Father had called him to. There's the principle of finishing. 
that we've got to understand and realize within our lives in order to experience the fullness of God's blessing. Psalm 1 gives us detailed instructions on how to receive the fullness of God's blessing. It says in verses 1 through 3 of that chapter, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law, God's law, day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. That's the heart or the goal of what our lives should be heading towards. And we see the blessing of God comes when we reject man's ways to pursue God's. When we say no to the world's ways, when we say no to to man's ways, and we reject those and say, God, I want to be all in with you. I'm all in with your ways and who you are as God Almighty. We can't walk in the fullness of God's blessing when we're following in man's ways. We can't live like the rest of the world does and think that we're going to receive the fullness of God's blessing in our lives. We can't think like the world thinks. In fact, the way that verse 1 is written shows a graduated and elevated evil from walking in step with others, then to participating in their counsel, and then to scorning the righteous. We can't live like this. We can't live like the world. We can't follow the way the world does. And man says, well, it's okay to do this. Okay. It's not okay in some things. And we have to reject those things if we're going to receive the fullness of God's blessing in our lives. And it all starts in our relationship with God. But if we're constantly thinking and living according to God's word because we take joy or delight in it, knowing that it's God's map for our lives, it's God's instructions for our lives, God has given us detailed instructions so that we know which way to walk so that we can receive the fullness of his blessing. If we do all those things, then we're like a tree planted by the streams of water. We're grounded in God and his word. We're plugged into the source is what this psalm is saying. And we open up our lives then to the living water to fill us and bless us in every single area. In other words, devotion to God's ways reaps the blessing of healthy fruit is what this passage is saying. The fruit of our life or what we produce in putting and keeping God first in our lives will be blessed when we're pursuing God's ways. When we're devoted to God and his ways, devoted to his word and doing what it says, we reap God's blessing in every single area of our life. In essence, we prosper, as this passage is saying. And again, all of us at the core of our hearts, we would say, yes, I want all of God and your blessing. I want the fullness of who you are and what you want to do in every single area of my life. But there's our part There's our responsibility. And the fruit here that we produce when we're grounded as the tree that's planted by the the living water, that fruit is going to be blessed in all that we do. Our lives prosper when, when we're devoted to God and his ways. We can expect to do life according to the way our flesh wants to live or the way the world wants us to live and yet still walk in the blessing of God. It doesn't work like that. It only comes through being planted in and being devoted to God and his ways, scripture tells us. 
Look what David said in Psalm 62, verses 11 and 12. He said, One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. So we see that God is not only all-powerful, God not only uh, has an unending love that never fails within our lives, but God rewards obedience. God rewards everything that we've done in obedience to him. Just like as parents, we reward good behavior or obedience when our kids obey and what we've asked them to do. We are more generous with other things and we want to bless our kids when they're obedient on an ongoing basis. I don't know, I, I mean, I have that feeling when my kids are completely obedient and they're, they're following through on what they've been told to do and following through and doing their chores and they've been doing their homework and they, they're, they're, they're not talking back and, you know, it's just, it's going well. I'm like, man, I want to do something special for them. I want to reward them for their behavior. I want to give them a special treat. I want to take them to do something fun. Why? Because they've been obedient. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. Our Heavenly Father wants to reward us to the fullness of our life. And He sees it all in our life. God rewards our obedience. He sees all of what we do. He sees our actions and words. He sees our hearts and motives. He sees our obedience or lack thereof. And he will reward everything that we do in our obedience to him. That's his promise. That's who he is as Abba Father, as our Heavenly Father. He's a God of love. He wants to bless us. He wants to pour in his blessing and prosperity in our lives. Sometimes we think prosperity is a a bad thing or a negative thing or, or it's not scriptural. Well, it is scriptural. God owns it all. And God wants to bless not only our financial areas, and this is a great plug for financial peace because that's based on God's scripture, on his word. I encourage you to get plugged into that if you are interested. But God wants to bless our relationships. He wants to bless our hands and what we put our hands to work to do. He wants to bless us in every single area of our life. And it's not a name it, claim it faith. That's, right. that's, that's, I would say, is unscriptural. But it's, God does want us to prosper, as his word says. And he will reward everything that we do in our obedience to him because he sees it all. And not only when we're obedient to him do we have that pleasure of knowing that we've been obedient to him, but we have a clear conscience before God when we obey him. And he is able to pour out blessing above and beyond what we could imagine or think because of our obedience to him. That's why Jesus was blessed to receive the name above every name. Because he was obedient to what the Father wanted him to do. By coming to earth, living a perfect life, and then going to the cross for us. And so if Jesus was blessed because of his obedience to the Father, why would God not pour out his blessing on our lives because of our obedience to him? How much... Does God want to pour into your life, into your family, into your household, his blessing? He will and he does when we're obedient to him. And this principle of obedience goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible and the creation of time. We even see before God gave Moses the Ten Commandments to give to the Israelites, 
that God had Moses make it very clear to them that God would bless them if they would obey his commands. It was hinged on the fact that they needed to obey God and to follow him. In fact, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now Israel, hear the decrees and laws I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract, subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. I want you to see this morning, church, that obedience brings life. Obedience, obedience brings the life of God to us. The life that we're looking for, that we're longing for, the abundant life, it comes through obedience. God promised them physical and spiritual life if they would just obey his decrees and laws. God wanted to bless them as a nation, but it was dependent upon their obedience to him. And the life of God or the life that God intends for us to live where his blessing rests on us or rests on every area in our life only comes through complete obedience to him. Amen. Understanding that the life we're looking or yearning for is only fu fully realized when we say yes to God. Right. Yes, God, whatever it is. Yes, God, I'm going to obey your word. Yes, God, I'm going to follow through on that. Yes, God, I'm going to do this because you're asking me to do this. That's when we experience and fully realize the fullness of his blessing. And here's the deal. He doesn't expect us to do it even in our own strength. That's the kind of God he is. He's given us his spirit, his presence to help us make the right choices, to help us fully obey him, to empower us to obey him and follow his word and to live the life that he's called us to. And you see, God's promises, God promises blessing for our lives when we obey. Amen. You can expect God's blessing in your life when you follow him in everything. He will in some way or some form because he sees it all. We just read that passage. And notice here in this passage that God told Israel that they would only enter the promised land if they follow God in obedience. It was only if, if they obeyed. God has a promised land for you, Amen. for your life, for your family. His blessing is waiting and depending on our obedience. God can't lead us to our promised land if we're disobedient, though. That's why the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. It's not because God wanted to take them on a detour. That was not his heart. That was not his motive he wanted to pour in the blessing. That's why he told him up front, if you follow my decrees, if you follow my com command, then here's your promised land. And yet, he had to work some things out of them over the 40 years and wait for a generation to pass so he could start fresh. But yet his promise was still fulfilled. But they were d disobedient to what God asked of them. And so the question for our lives is, do we want to wander in the desert apart from God's total blessing, or do we want the promised land? The choice is ours. Amen. We've got to live with the mentality. We've got to live in our choices. We've got to live with that purpose that I'm choosing to be obedient to God. If I want to receive the fullness of God's blessing, then I'm going to follow him and his word. I'm going to follow him in all that he says and calls me to in, our, in and through my life. And we see that God's word requires no more and no less than to follow and obey. 
God said in verse two, he said, don't add to my decrees or commands and don't take away or erase any of the things that I'm asking you, but instead keep or obey these commands that I'm giving you. You see, God makes it pretty simple for us in his word, and so many times we complicate it. We just need to follow his word and what he's asked of us and then obey it. And that's when the blessing comes. But many times it gets convoluted and impossible to experience the fullness of God's blessing when we're legalistic and we add things to his word and trying to obey him. And we also can't forget or we can't ignore his word and what it tells us if we want to reap the blessing. Obedience to God is simple. Here's what it is. Out of the relationship with him because of what Christ did on the cross, and the blessing that we have now to have a relationship with God, if we follow and obey what he's asked of us, we will then walk in, we will receive, and we will reap all of it. We will reap all of God's blessing. That's his promise in his word for us. And it all starts in our relationship with God. Right there, right then and there. And towards the end of the same chapter, Moses reiterates the importance again of obedience to God. And he mentions a couple other blessings that they would reap. This is what he says in verses 39 and 40. He says, Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no other, period. Keep his decrees and commands which I'm giving you today so that it may go well with you and your children after you and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you for all time. Here's what it comes down to, church. When we take God and his commands seriously, we position ourselves for his blessing. When we take God at his word and to the seriousness of his word, out of his love, we position ourselves for his blessing. We we must acknowledge that God is the one true God and there is no other in every single area, not just with our words, but with our lives and our actions. That his ways and commands are not to control us. God's not trying to control you. But he puts these in place for our protection spiritually for our spiritual health, for our spiritual growth, that we would really grow and receive all of who God is and the blessing that he wants to pour in. That's why he has decrees, commands, laws, things in place for us. And it's through our relationship with God, not through legalism, it's not through religion. Religion is man's attempt to get to God, trying to earn it. God was never about religion. He hates religion. He's all about relationship. That's why he sent his son so that we could have a relationship with him. And when we take him and his commands seriously, when we take them to heart, we come into alignment or we position ourselves for God's blessing within our lives. But when we don't follow or obey his commands, we cannot walk in, we cannot experience the blessing of God to its fullest. But when we do, God's blessing carries over to the next generation. I love that. God is a generational God. He had the generations in mind when he created man. God will not only bless us, he will not only make sure that it goes well for us, but our children and the next generation can and will experience the blessings of God. God is all about passing on the blessing to the next generation. But here's part of it. Here's our responsibility. We have to pass it on. Which means we have to teach them to follow God and his ways. That's why the Israelites got into trouble so many times. If you go back to the Old Testament and read, one generation would kind of live for him, but they didn't pass it on, what God had told them. 
And then that next generation forgot. And so then they got back into the same idols. They got back into the same uh, forms of worshiping other gods and walking away from the one true God because they never passed it on. And so that, that next generation didn't experience the fullness of, or the blessing of God that he wanted to pour in until they came back to a place of repentance and then God could begin to work again in their lives and in their nation. God has always been about the generations that come after us. That's why it's so important that we set up the next generation for success with our obedience to God. And you make the difference in whether your kids and grandkids will experience the fullness of God's blessing. And that may be you're at a place in life where you have young kids. And I encourage you now to continue to be obedient to God. Continue to teach your kids the ways of God's word and following after him and what it looks like to have a relationship with him. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, but that's when we are operating humility at that point, when we made mistakes and we asked the Lord for forgiveness. And those can be teaching moments, even as parents, with our kids. But maybe you have kids that are grown and older, and maybe your kids aren't even serving the Lord, or maybe they're not all in with God, or, or whatever it is. You still have a place. You still have a voice. You can still encourage them and speak life and truth of God's word to them. You can pray for them, obviously. And God is faithful because he wants to use that so that they can experience the fullness of God's blessing in their life. So don't give up. Keep doing what God wants us to do so we can receive the fullness of blessing and pass that on to our kids and grandkids. God wants you to live a long and blessed life according to verse 40. And he wants you to enjoy it in the promised land that he wants to give you. He desires for you to live in his blessing for the remainder and fullness of your life. That's why it's important to know in closing here that God wants to bless all of our life so we must follow through in our obedience to him daily. Daily is the key. Our daily obedience to God adds up to our complete obedience to him ongoing in the long run. When we obey God in the small and daily choices, it's that much easier to obey him in the big ones. Why? Because we are in the habit out of a relationship and out of our love for God and what all that he's done for us that we want to obey him because we've obeyed him in all the small things. When we're consistently being obedient to God, that's when he pours out his blessing. That's where he blesses all of our life, every single area. That's where the promised land for our lives and family comes into play. And so the question comes down to this. Do I really want all of it or all of God's blessing or am I content with just a minimal blessing? Or am I content with no blessing at all because of my choices and not being completely obedient to him on a daily basis? God's blessings are ready to be experienced by the one who follows God in his ways and is obedient to all that he asks of us in his word.